3: Well, Yes Guy, another weekend is here, and we've got some guests lined up. Welcome aboard, Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko with you. Bob Weeks will be our first guest from the TSN Golf Department later on. Steve Ludzik, former NHLer, and Battler Supreme will be by, and then Herb Braley in segment number three, and of course, segment number four, Yes Guy, No Guy. Perry, how are you this week? Doing great, Jim. How about you? Very good. Excited to talk golf with Mr. Weeks, and that'll be up in a few seconds. Looking for an experienced real estate agent, Charles Park, managing broker, REMAX West Realty Brokerage, has 27 award-winning years of real estate experience. So looking for the highest level of knowledge, experience, and service, put Charles Park in your corner. Visit charlespark.ca or call him or text him at 647 292-8886, 292-8886, servicing from Hamilton to Kingston, from Toronto to Muskoka. Charles Park will not be at work by anybody. And introducing Fox 40's new premium whistle, the Fox 40 Titan, in a sleek titanium body. The Titan emulates the authentic sound of the Fox 40 Classic, available now in titanium gold or matte black at fox40shop.com. And speaking of classics, Bob Weeks is our first guest. Mr. Weeks, how are you?
1: I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. It's very feels very classic right
3: now. <laughs> okay, well, you know, classic miscue, uh, maybe. Has Phil Mickelson atoned? I mean, can he repair the damage?
1: Oof, it's going to take some while, I think. This is going to be, uh, this is a big one. And I think, I think Rory McIlroy this week um, kind of softened the, the road for him a little bit by saying, you know, people make mistakes. He was very harsh in his criticism of Phil with the comments that he made about the uh, Saudi-backed uh, rival league that's potentially starting up. Uh, so that may have paved a little bit of it for, for Phil, but, but his comments and the harshness of it certainly didn't appeal to a lot of people, especially his sponsors, which on math basically all dropped him. So he's in a, he's in a tough spot. He's a little bit on an island by himself for a, for a little bit, I think. Uh, but I, th- I think time will, will help him a little bit, and it, it may depend on what he does next, to be perfectly honest. I don't, I don't expect you'll see him until Augusta National, though.
0: Bob, how you doing? Uh, I just want to give you uh, greetings from Bob picking. How you doing, Bob? Okay. <laughs> now I got that out of the way, Bob, you and I go back a long, long way. And I know, you know, started out doing curling, evolved into, into golf. Um, how would you describe your journey? Um, you know, I got
1: pretty lucky to be perfectly honest. I, I found two sports that I both love and participate in. And, um, and kind of stuck my nose in and, and got my nose to the grindstone in both of them. And for a while, I was uh, heavily into both. And then I kind of went back more, more or less, in just to golf. And then the recent few years, I've gotten back into golf or into uh, curling, thanks to uh, to TSN. And of course, their great involvement with curling. So uh, it's been a happy journey. And uh, listen, I was never a guy who wanted to be the hockey announcer or the basketball announcer. I'm very happy covering the two sports. Uh, that I love, and uh, and they they go well together, except except for the World Championships, which always seems to be at the same time. Curling World Championships, which always seem to be at the same time as uh, the the uh, the Masters. So there's been a few years where I've been in a satellite truck in Augusta National, uh, watching watching the World Curling Championship. I was probably the only person in Augusta who was watching it, but uh, but it's been it's been a, a really good and fun ride.
0: You know, one of the things that TSNs asked you to do is basically handicap each tournament. I've been handicapping for a while. I find it very frustrating because it's only if you win do you get any credit. How do you find uh, handicapping? Uh,
1: golf must be the hardest sport to handicap. Uh, you know, it's. I, I said to someone, it's like it's like a horse race with 144 horses in the field at the starting gate. You know, you 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 really uh, can can kind of with a lot of statistical stuff that's available now, a lot of analytics and a lot of private. Uh, uh, companies that are giving you some stats that I subscribe to you can kind of hope for the best and you can kind of narrow the field down um, but but there's always first-time winners there's been four first-time winners this year that I won't say they came out of the blue uh, but I would certainly say if you had them picked to win the tournament you were you were a mystic more than a a handicapper so it is tough and um but you know you can you can You can do certain things like there's – I know a lot of places now will give you odds on finishing in the top 20 or the top 10 or even the low Canadian now because we've got so many Canadians in the field. So there are options, but it takes a lot of perseverance. And if you can get – pick three or four winners over the course of a PGA Tour season, you're doing pretty well.
3: Is is there any way that you could sit down at the start of a season and and think about what you're going to see and, and does it in any way match up what really happens?
1: Uh, the odd times, I mean, it was, it was a lot easier when Tiger was playing, <laughs>
3: but, but these
1: days yeah. it's not so easy. I mean, there are generally speaking, you know, 10 sort of A-list players that you can pick out and, and those guys tend to perform pretty well. And you can look at Rory McElroy and Colin Morikawa, John Rahm, um, you know, Patrick Cantlay, there's, there's enough guys up there, but they don't play well every single week. If they do, it's, uh, you know, you're on a, you're on a good streak. Um, and then so many things change with injuries. We've got Bryson DeChambeau now who would, would have been in that group who's missing this week. We don't know what he's going to do next week. He's got a hand and a hip injury. So those kind of things flare up as they do in, in pretty much every sport. Um, but I think the you don't get as much information on injuries uh, as you would in professional sports where they'll they'll put a guy on the injured list. Here you sort of have to dig around. And I've got a few uh friends who are on the PGA Tour or who are connected with the golf in in different ways that can give me a few tips here and there. But um, as I say, it's a, it's a really, really hard sport to to handicap.
0: So Bob, I wanted to ask you, uh, continue with the handicapping thing. Do you find it's maybe taking away from the game because they're showing the odds and the odds could change for one hole to the next or one day to the next instead of just, just watching golf and appreciating it?
4: It's,
1: it's certainly aimed at a different audience and I've had, interviews with the commissioner, with Jay Monahan, talking about this. And he said, you know, that that's as different as it is, it's intentional. They want to reach out to a, to a different audience. The, the traditional golf audience is, you know, older, retired people who are sitting in front of their TV. They may may not be the people who want to go out and, and wager. But by doing it this way, um, you know, they're, they're bringing in younger people. I think they're having another element to it. Uh, it's certainly a revenue. Portion for the PGA Tour as it is for a lot of sports, so I think it's um, it's it's a necessity whether you choose to do it or not. I think is is up to you. You know, I think a lot of people are in golf pools, as Jim was saying. You know, at the start of the year, you pick your golf pool, perhaps for the year, and that might be as far as they go. But for other people, they want more. They want they want to bet on whether the guy's going to hit it in the water on the 14th hole, or uh, how many birdies he's going to make on the back nine, and, and that appeals to a certain audience. And I think golf would be left behind. Compared to other sports, if they didn't uh, follow through on this,
3: Bob, I think it's a given that we're all supporters of the PGA Tour and and uh, you know the, the the tours that lead up to the PGA Tour. Uh, but as a as a businessman, as a sports businessman, is there a role for an alternative to the PGA or an add on to the PGA Tour?
1: Uh, I I think there is. I think there can be. Um, what we're seeing with some of the, there's been a couple of attempts to start a rival league in the last couple of years. One that is still going, is the Super Golf League, which is the Saudi-based one. And if you take all the moral side of it out, uh, you know, what they are proposing has some, has some interesting tangents. You know, one thing would be reducing tournaments from four days to three days, 54 holes. Another one would be having a shotgun start. So most of the top players are essentially on the course at the same time. So if you're going to a tournament and you want to see your favorite golfer, let's say it's Jordan Spieth, um and he, you know, he's teeing off at 8:30 in the morning, but the leaders aren't teeing off till 2.00. You don't have to go there for the whole day or you see all the top players necessarily on a broadcast. So um I think there's also talk about a team format which the PGA Tour may enact at the end of this year. So there's there's some change up. It, it's been basically the same format uh, you know for as long as we can all remember, I think. Four rounds, 72 hole stroke play the odd time they put in a, a team thing or a you know a, a partnership or a, a match play but those are very very rare so i think it can be spiced up a little bit and i think you know the audience numbers could probably use a little boost if uh, if some of those things came to fruition
0: bob anybody that watches you on tsn sees not only your you know your reports with the golf show each week but have seen you do a lot of commercials and i'm wondering if you feel <laughs> like you're a celebrity now
1: <laughs> well <laughs> yeah, you know, listen. I get asked to do a number of different commercials, and uh, I did a I did one for uh, for a financial company, which the uh, the tagline was "Be well advised." And and my favorite story was I was out at a curling event, actually out in uh, Cape Breton, believe it or not, the the women's the Scotty's tournament of hearts. And in between ends, I went into the to the restroom, and there was nobody else in this restroom for some reason. And I was just standing there doing my business, and another guy came in, and I could tell right away he kind of recognized me, and he went down to the far end. And there was quiet for about 20 seconds, and all of a sudden he looked down at me and he said, hey, be well advised. So that was a, I don't know, it was the weirdest place to, to be recognized, but, uh, but they are kind of fun. And, uh, and I do get a lot of uh, recognition factor, or at least a lot of comments from from some of the commercials I've done over the years, that's for sure.
3: That's like being yes guide in public. I mean, that's always a <laughs> tense situation. Uh, let, let me let me ask you this: uh, when you're when you're when you're curling and when you're golfing, is there anything that can bleed from one to the other?
1: Yeah, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the top curlers are good golfers. I won't say that the cur, that the golfers are good curlers because I don't know of any of them that have actually tried. But um, other than Graham Delette, actually but uh but uh, if you look at some of the top uh top curlers they'll tell you that there are certain things in terms of hand eye coordination balance uh those kind of things there's not a lot outside of that but the 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 curling the top curlers like at the briar they are when they're not curling if they have an off day they're watching golf they've told me that they they said they get sick of seeing me because i do both sports but um but there's not a huge transition. And I think the, the curlers would love to get uh, their hands on some of the purses that the, that the golfers play for. The purses are getting a little better, but it's still a long way to go. But uh, that's that, aside from the love of the sport and the love to play the sport because the seasons obviously work opposite to each other, so the curlers have a lot of time off in the summer, there's not a ton of connection to it.
0: Bob, I'm going to give a chance to do yes guy, no guy. If Brandon Grace and Will Zalatoris are playing in a final pairing of any tournament, It's golf's version of Will and Grace. (laughs) Yes, guy. There you go. (laughs) That's a good one.
3: That's a good one, (laughs) Well, Well, yes, guy out. Bob, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Take care. Bob Weeks from the Golf and Curling Department at TSN. At Bob Weeks TSN is the Twitter account. If you're an experienced real estate agent looking for comprehensive value and a distinct advantage, contact Charles Park Managing Broker, Remax West Realty Brokerage, offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive coaching and mentoring. For a confidential interview, call Charles at 647-292-8886 or email charles at remaxwest.net. Master game strategy with Fox 40's coaching boards. Available for basketball, hockey, football, and more. Use the code YESGUY at checkout for 15% off your order. Go to fox40shop.com. This is Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Homeowners are first-time buyers. If you're considering purchasing, refinancing, if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact Dean on Twitter at MTGDean. Visit his website, DeanRomani.com, or give him a call at 416 885 1761 yes guys the radio show jim taddy and perry Lefko with you and we are thrilled to have with us now herbie coon the public address announcer for the raptors since day one argos chaplain as well herbie welcome how are you sir wow
2: i am overwhelmed and fantastic jim perry great to hear your voices gentlemen and on this wonderful wintry southern ontario day you know, I, I thought there weren't too many career highlights left for me, but now that I'm on the radio with the two of you, is a whole new oh. level. This takes it <laughs> to a whole new level, baby.
3: Woohoo! I'm excited. There's a level, level of sarcasm there I didn't know you had. But nonetheless, uh, table seats at a Raptors game since 1995. My goodness, you must have a, a video collage in your brain that is second to none.
2: You know something, guys? Uh, yes, you are correct. As faulty as that video memory bank may be, there are many, many scenes, many images that I can recollect, many interactions over the course of the last 27 years. Can you believe that? Like, is that not ridiculous? 27 years that I have been holding down that job. And and when I look back at the number of, you know, obviously the number of players that I've announced for every single player that's ever worn a Raptors uniform, Including how many of the notables generational players throughout the NBA, I am so blessed. It's been such a privilege, and yeah, and I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying this year big time. This year has been exciting, and I'm looking forward to seeing the Raptors finish the season song. Finish the season strongly.
0: All right, Herbie, you're here. We want this is your chance now to replicate basketball fans. So do an intro for our audience to get them all amped up.
2: You know something? I will do that. But whoever your sound guy is, uh, Chris, your engineer there, tell him to make sure he softens the levels because they get pretty loud. <laughs> Here we go, basketball fans! Would you please welcome the starting lineup for your Toronto
3: Raptors? <laughs> oh, that is impressive! That is um, impressive!
0: Wow! Goodness. All right, Herbie, following up on my last question, here's a question. Can you do that for the Yes Guy show to to kind of announce the Yes Guy show? Because I'm sure at some point we could use this later on. Let's see what we can do here.
2: Hmm, starting off from the University of Divine Intervention, please welcome number one in your program and number one in your heart. Give it up for the one, the only Yes Guy, Jim Teddy. And accompanying him, the best wingman in the world. He is a Southern Ontario sports journalistic legend. Give it up ladies and gentlemen for once again, Terry Leco! Make some what? noise everyone! <laughs>
3: Not that, bad. That not bad pleasure. at all. That's not. That's not the last time you're going to hear it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> One
3: take. Thank you for that. No residuals. Sorry, guy. <laughs> uh, what, what happened
2: to the yes guy residuals?
3: <laughs> it's
0: in the mail. <laughs>
2: okay. Oh yes, exactly. In, in yeah. Canada Post, I'm uh, sure I will get it soon. I love it.
3: And, uh, Herbie, I always tell the story. I was lucky when I was at Global to sit. Uh, it was Washington against the Raptors. It was uh, Jordan's last year. And I, and I can still see, to this day, Michael Jordan driving the floor. And I mean, not not moving the ball around, but telling people where to go. That image mm. never left me because that was at the end of his career, and he was still... A, a dominant force on the court. Mm-hmm. So if I said Michael Jordan to you the many times that you've seen him play and you're inches away from him, what would you recall?
2: my my number one recollection of MJ is not only his playing ability. there's you you guys know there are so many players in professional sports in every sport that have an incredible amount of talent, even game changing. Once in a lifetime kind of talents, but Michael had the confidence to back it up. He knew he was talented. He knew that he had put in the effort. So every time he stepped on the court, he knew he, he he was confident that he was going to be successful. So for me, as an announcer, so first of all, from this perspective, from a kid you know growing up in the Beach area of Toronto and actually watching Michael Jordan on television, to now sitting courtside and announcing for him the first time in 1995 was. I was almost dumbstruck, okay? I was almost in awe and ready to stumble over every single word. But I did my job from University of North Carolina, a 6'6 guard, number 23, Michael Jordan. And I remember feeling, like, is this a video game or something like that that I get to inject my voice into or something like this? It was so surreal. And I actually, one time, we actually played the Bulls one time. I think it might have been their second or third season. We played them either on his birthday or with the day after his birthday. And as he came to check into the game, I, I just took a, I took a leap of faith and I said, hey, Michael, happy birthday, man. And he says, hey, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> he was so friendly with me. Like, oh, gosh, these are the things I will remember about Michael. And, of course, <sighs> watching him on the court sometimes, it's like trying to stop a wall of water coming at you with one hand. It, it's just impossible sometimes. <laughs> he was so good, so dominant, so confident. And yeah, what what a privilege to be able to have announced for him, and you know what? Even even as recently as uh, the All Star Weekend here in Toronto back in 2016, you know Michael was here in the city. He wasn't playing, but he was here to be able to glimpse him, get a glimpse of him, and uh, many interactions over the years. It's been it's been really awesome, and and of course there have been numerous players who could fall into a similar category like Magic Johnson. I've announced for. I've announced for Kobe. Uh, announcing for Kobe in his final All Star game is something um, that now, given now that we know what's transpired with him uh, a couple of years ago, it's even more surreal to know that I was the guy that announced Kobe into his last All-Star game. game. So many unique, amazing memories that I've had sitting courtside announcing basketball for the Toronto Raptors.
0: Well, I wanted to ask you about the Foxcroft family. Ron Foxcroft is one of our sponsors. Steve is also part of the basketball family that has the Foxcrofts. I wonder if you have any Absolutely. courtside stories working with the Foxcrofts.
2: <laughs> 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 uh, the moment you said the family name, a big smile broke out onto my face. Let me tell you something. Every time there's a review, okay, every time there's a review and the officials come over and they want to check something and they put the, you know, they lift the screen up on the side, they put the headsets on. Watch the difference between when Foxy Sr. is there and when Foxy Jr. is there. Steve Foxcroft will sit there, nice and casual. He's listening carefully, but it's it's like he's just in the middle of, you know, his he's doing his job. Ron, for some reason, <laughs> feels the need to stand up, lean in. His face is about as intense as if he was on the floor itself calling the whistles. And he, it's almost like he's ready to jump in and make the call for them. I have had so many wonderful... Uh, memories with those guys and, of course, uh, Dave Foxcroft as well as a CFL official. And, Jim, you alluded to the fact that I'm the chaplain for the Argos, so I've I've crossed yep. paths with Dave many, many times. And I just love that family. I love that family. And to be honest with you, it's actually not many people realize that Ron Foxcroft is not only notorious and well-known because of the Fox 40 whistle, but what an accomplished official he was! Not many Canadian basketball fans realize if i 'm not mistaken, Ron was the first ever NCAA Division One official that was a Canadian. Ron Foxcroft officiated michael jordan 's first game with North Carolina. Ron Foxcroft on and on and on. I could go through the list of things that he has accomplished in addition to you know his business successes and it 's to me whenever I sit down there and I look over and Foxy sitting two seats to my left, and I'm thinking, yeah, this is, this is really cool. I'm, I'm really digging this roll down here, and the people who I get to rub elbows, elbows with, it's really great. Um, and Steve, boy, did he have the sweetest gig last year uh, down there in Tampa, <laughs> sitting there for all the Raptors home teams in Tampa. Steve was there for every one of those. That's not too, bad, uh, not too bad of a gig to be paid to sit down there in Florida all season long. Love the Foxcroft family, and I'm thrilled to hear their sponsors of your program.
3: Herbie, let's end on this. Uh, you know, 27 years of doing this and, and, and the Argos work, how has it changed you? What, what, what has it done to you?
2: It has made me so much more appreciative of the athlete as an entire being, and it's made me more appreciative of the relationships that have been forged over the course of the years. When you're a sports fan and all you, the only interaction you get with a fan is either from the stands or watching them on TV or listening to someone call a game on the radio, you have a mindset about what you think uh, a professional athlete should be like, how they are supposed to conduct themselves. And we largely, we largely don't see the difference between that person as an athlete and that person off the court. You know, what are they going through? What are the struggles in their lives? What are their, you know, where are they from? Are they homesick? Do they have a family? Uh, for CFL athletes in particular, so many athletes who come up here for six, eight months, and their wives and their children are back in the U.S. somewhere. And what I've learned is these people are not just great athletes. They're, they're great human beings as well. And the, the amount of sacrifice that goes into it, uh, into being a professional athlete is something that I had never fully considered or appreciated prior to sitting down courtside for Raptor games. And in addition to that, long answer, the relationships. Case in point, a couple games ago, uh, we had a home game, and uh, who was it against? I'm going to say Denver, if I'm not mistaken. And one of the assistant coaches against it for the Denver Nuggets is Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham, twin brother of former Raptor Joey Graham, and Steven himself used to play in the NBA for several years. And because Joey was a regular part of our chapel program with the Raptors, I had, I can't tell you how many opportunities to interact with not only Joey, but his brother Steven, as well as the parents, Joey Sr. and Rose. And Steven and I are chatting. And he gets Joey on FaceTime for me, and we have a chat. And I'm thinking, and then Popeye Jones is sitting there, right? And I'm thinking to myself, how many of these people I have the privilege now of calling friends that I never would have thought of. Ha- these people would be my friends or I would be their friends 26, 27 years ago, but now they are. These are lifelong people. Whenever I see Isaiah Thomas, he, he holds me and hugs me to the point where I think I'm going to lose my breath. And he'll look at me and he'll say, family, family, Herbie, how are you doing? And uh, yeah, that's, I, that's what I've gained. That's how it's changed me. I'm more appreciative of the athlete as the entire being, the holistic athlete, spiritual, physical, emotional, mental, and I'm so grateful for the relationships. It's made me a more grateful person, that's for sure, guys. Great question.
3: Wow, very well said. Herbie, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Hope to have you back sometime. Perry,
2: Jim, thank you, guys. God bless you. Have a great weekend, and let's go
3: Raptors. Good, good stuff. Say Herbie. to that, yes, guy. Yes, guy to that. Sorry. Thank you, Herbie.
2: <laughs> Let me try that again. Harry, <laughs> Jim. Thank you so much. God bless you. Let's go, Raptors, and never forget the answer is always yes, guy.
3: <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Take
2: All care, right, guys. Have a great day.
3: All right, you too. Homeowners or first time buyers, if you're considering purchasing, refinancing, or if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, Tmg Safebridge Mortgage Solutions. Dean will provide you with custom tailor mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact him on Twitter at MTGDean. Visit his website, DeanRomandy.com, or give him a call at 416-885-1761. Be prepared on the ice with the Fox 40 hockey products like the Fox 40 Call and the Fox 40 Super 4 CMG. Use the code YESGUY at checkout for 15% off your order. Go to Fox40Shop.com. Yes Guy, no Guy is next on YesGuy, the radio show on TSN 1050. segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor, Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website, BraleyAdvisors.com. With 31 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money, get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. And if you really want to speak to Herb or listen to him speak, stay with us he's right here Herb braley how are you today sir i'm great today yes guy good to be back at you yes yeah yes guy so and and just so we can you know handle all the financial aspects of yes guy the radio show episode 65 you've actually completed your super bowl loss to to perry everything's paid up right
4: as I, as I let Perry know, I was more than happy to square off that debt because I'm I'm still shocked and amazed that my team actually won the Super Bowl at home. I don't know how in the world they topped that. But It uh, would have been great to have them cover, but they did not. So uh, Perry is the victor in that regard, for sure. Herb, do I get to gloat or do
0: you get to gloat? Because basically you won from your side, I won from my side.
4: Well, that's that's uh, that's great. Right. I, I was sitting watching the game with my son and we were in shock, you know, at the end, uh, really, that it had it rolled out the way it did. I don't know how they top it, you know, winning at home after watching uh, Tampa Bay win it in their stadium last year. I never thought anything like that was going to happen again. But did you guys enjoy the game? I thought it was a it was a good game. And, uh, you know, obviously, my team was on the right side of it.
0: I thought it was a fairly dull game. I mean, it was a defensive game. There was nothing outstanding about it. But be that as it may, let's go back to what you do, financial planning. It's a very volatile time right now. The interest rates were just raised by a quarter. Um, What do you tell people, like, again, who are finding finding it hard to really understand where the market is going right now?
4: Well, I I tell them a lot of the same things that um, I I try to instill in them all the time, which is that um, if we're going to be in stocks, if we're going to be in the market, if we're going to be in mutual funds or segregated funds, you know, which are the insurance industry's version of mutual funds, I always say that we went in them with the idea of being in them for the long term. I, I always think that people should be with conservative portfolios looking at being in the market for three to five years, or if it's anything medium risk and above, probably five years and beyond, so that you can wait out the twists and turns in the market. And um, obviously, all that horrible stuff is going on in Ukraine. You know, um, that's a world event like uh, the financial crisis in the US from 2008, and 9 11 was another one. And the market takes a, a beating for a, a while and then it comes back um, shortly thereafter. I was just looking at, um, you know, what had happened in the markets the last week, the last month um, with the interest rate hike. And, uh, you know, the Bank of Canada, they're going to look at that over the short term and see what sees, what happens in the economy. I think they were they were looking at probably trying to curtail inflation more than anything when they did that. But um with everything going on out there, the TSX is kind of flat for the last month or so, and the U.S. market is down about 1%, so we're doing better here in the U.S., but with, with all that stuff going on, Perry, I'm saying just stay the course and um, everything will be fine. The main thing is to just keep saving if possible.
3: You know, Herb, as you were describing that, I was thinking to myself, and going back two years, exactly two years, when, when things started to go south in terms of how we were living, I, I think there was a, sort of a fear of of some sort of a crash, and certainly there was a dip. But but I think what we come out of this with, and I, I don't want to trigger any kind of uh, backlash, but, I mean, the, the, the market is a little more resilient than we, we gave it credit for, isn't it?
4: It, yeah, it is. Um, there are people out there who um, are still quite happy with main industries doing well. Um, the price of, you know, uh, oil is is going up. We see what's happening with the gas prices. Resources drive the Canadian economy as well as financials, and so uh, they're not only propping it up, but they're going. Those things are going to take the market along as we would hope it would over time. So there you have it.
0: Herb, you often talk about RSPs as a way to sort of um, reduce your taxes. Well, that that option is closed for the year. Are there any kind of, I don't know if loopholes is the right word, but any other opportunities for people to do at this time?
4: I don't know about loopholes, but um, what I like, Perry, is that with TFSAs, we can take money that we have left over that we might like to save somewhere other than GICs because those rates are not so good and put it in there and then never pay tax. So we've just come out of a RSP season where, you know, right up until the last minute, we're trying to figure out what to put in those RSPs to get a a deduction on our taxes. So we're thinking of tax. Uh, What I like to tell people is how about we just do something where we're never going to have to worry about it. With the funds that you're investing, uh, as long as the TFSA is around, the government allows us to still have it. If you've got up to six thousand bucks, you know, zero to six thousand could be sixty dollars, could be six hundred, what, whatever you want to put in. At least on uh, that disposable uh, income you've already paid tax on, uh, let's do something with it so it stays that way, uh, non-taxable.
3: Herb. Um... Tell us about your uh, your latest music endeavors. I know you're into this stuff.
4: Well, um, we've talked about the big McBowl events uh, out at Classic Bowl that, that I've enjoyed and supported and attended um, over the last five or six years. And I, I just I realized, became aware that I think there's a change in the lineup. So not only should I give a plug to this event, but I should talk about a change in the lineup. And uh, the first night... I think Saga is unable to attend, but they're adding in uh, favorites, the box from Quebec and um, the Kings. Um, many people remember the Kings from, you know, their hits in the 80s along with the box. And um, Jim, I'm wondering, are you, are you coming to one of those two nights? You, you know, Perry was bugging you about not coming to the last uh, event that I invited you to. But we've we've got a spot for you on May 13 or 14. And I know Perry will be there for sure
3: well subject to subject to uh, schedule, so once I get my leaf schedule and my raptor schedule for may i'll be able to uh, nail something down at this point everything's open, but it could evaporate <laughs> the, the week before we have to you know at that point it's a game by game basis,
4: so we'll see no that's great and um and uh, there's another event, uh, Ed Souza from Classic Bowl is reaching out with uh, friends uh, at El Macombo, the ownership group there, to start uh, running some events for Ronald McDonald House. and. Um, I'm, I'm supporting one particular show. There'll probably be more, but there's one on April 9th that was really interesting to me that Ed asked me to get involved in. That was the XTC show. And, uh, they're sort of the musicians' musicians. Um, uh, quite popular in the music industry and outside. XTC's coming on April 9th. First time in 40 years they'll have done their songbook. And uh, people will remember them from songs like We're Only Making Plans for Nigel and uh, Dear God and so forth. So that should be a fun night and uh, sort of a venue, too, for the um, the classic bowl events, if you will, and uh, support for Ronald McDonald House. So happy to jump in there. It also
0: often talks about how he can't believe a guy who's managing a, a, a bowling center gets to book these bands, bands he grew up you know, loving and appreciating. Um, you've now been included in this, and do you feel the same way? Like, you can't believe you could be attached
4: to an XTC concert. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty surreal, in a sense, um, is is the best word for me to, to use to describe it, Perry, because I, like you, and... And a lot of our friends or people we run into, I I was at the shows in the day, you know, 25, 30, 35 years ago, where I lined up to buy tickets to see these acts. And I looked at them and people screaming at them on stage and said, that looks like a pretty good job. I might like to do that, you know, and bought the records and the tapes. And, um, you know, it's just been fun to sit and talk with them off stage about you know what their life and the business has been like and and sort of get to know them and uh, for instance like quickly i got to uh, sit with Gord depp and sandy horn from the spoons on one occasion and i was talking about how the first two concerts that I ever went to or saw in my life were in high school, like grade 10, grade 11. And this is back in the day when all the bands were playing the high schools and the colleges and stuff like that. And and, and they played my high school. And then so you fast forward all these years and I count them as friends now with some of the stuff that we've got going on. Chalk Circle is going to play at um, Classic Bowl um, later this month. And um, 35 years ago, when I was at Brock University, I had a chance to be a roadie for the day for that band. You know, we had a system in the school when all the students had no money, where if you helped set up and tear down for the show that night, they would give you a ticket and you could hang out backstage and eat with the band and stuff like that. So now fast forward I'm going to a private show for 50 people where, where I'm sure I'll get introduced to uh, the band again. And it's just, it's just um, fantastic, really. It's a lot of fun, and I uh, hope it doesn't end for a while.
0: Herb, I'm going to go a little off the board with this question. It pertains to sports, and I want you to be a sports analyst. If the Leafs were a stock, would you buy, sell, or hold?
4: I'm going to hold. And uh, with an explanation, because um, I think there's a tremendous amount of talent there. And this is coming from somebody who's a fan of another team, and you know who they are, I think. Um, But they haven't won anything yet. And the recent track record suggests that, you know, it isn't going to happen this year. That's just my opinion from somebody who's looking at this from 360. So I would hold. I don't think it's time to go scorched earth, you know, as they say. Um, there needs to be some adjustments, and the puck has to bounce the right way. But uh, I'm a hold on that.
3: Well, and, and, of course, your Sabres had a big win at Scotiabank Arena the other night, so so you are ecstatic, right?
4: Well, it was it was kind
3: of funny to
4: see that unfold. I mean, one game does not a season make but um i mean the saver's fate for this year was decided long ago it's interesting to see some of the uh the players on that team sort of come to life i uh, i don't think anybody thought tage thompson was going to score a pile of goals this year but uh the owners made sure he wasn't going anywhere you know so um uh that bodes well for him to continue to get his ice time but uh you know it it was it was it was uh it was hilarious to see that unfold as a sabers fan for sure
0: herb the sabers and the leafs are going to be playing at tim hortons field fairly soon in an outdoor game i wonder if you have tickets for that and uh, what you think about the whole idea of outdoor games
4: um i I like the idea i I wish we could get a little closer to the action like in the arenas i know it's not possible um, um, just because of the configuration of the stadiums I think it's fun, uh, a made-for-TV event, if you will, too. Um, I don't have tickets for the game in Hamilton. I, I can't attend. got something else booked, but uh, I'm, I'm sure it's going uh, to be great for the Hamilton area. Hopefully it brings a lot of money into the zone.
3: Herb, thanks very much, and, and thanks for your support. We really appreciate uh, you being here and, and your support of Yes Guy. Thank you.
4: All right, guys. Always a pleasure. Yes Guy. All the best.
3: There we go. You ended on the right note. Yes, Guy. Thank you, Herb. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, as you can tell, is ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at one 734 3055 or visit his website, braleyadvisors.com. With 31 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money, get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with barely Financial Advisors Incorporated. And be prepared on the ice with the Fox 40 hockey products, such as the Fox 40 Call and the Fox 40 Super 4 CMG. Use the code YESGUY at checkout for 15% off your order. Go to fox40shop.com. Up next, a resilient and resounding edition of Yes Guy, No Guy, and Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Yes, guy, no guy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, time now for the officially sanctioned Yes, Guy, No, Guy on Yes, Guy, the radio show. Jim Taddy, Perry Lefko with you. This is episode 65. Go ahead, sir.
0: You are concerned about the Leafs.
3: Um no guy i just you know it's it's so easy to kick when they're down uh, they've got some adjustments to make i don't know how they drifted off the road but we saw earlier in the season what they're capable of and somehow they have to get back to it how about you how about you sir you are concerned about the leaves
0: i don't think they're tracking well to use one of your expressions and um, <laughs> I, I, yes i am very concerned they, they the slope has gone the opposite way
3: okay fair enough Um, Yes, guy, no guy from here. Tiger Woods will somehow find a way to stay atop of the golf world. Don't know how he's going to do it, but somehow he will always be front and center.
0: Yeah, he always will be front and center because he makes news on the course, off the course, and he's one of the most generational players, athletes of all time in any sport.
3: Yeah, totally agree. We're always going to be fascinated with him one way or the other, and uh, that's just the way it is. Go ahead, sir.
0: Phil Nicholson could make amends for what he did by just coming out and saying, I made a mistake. I was wrong.
3: Um, I'm going to say yes guy to that. I think that's uh, what drives uh, healing forward is the uh, just blatant and honest admission of a mistake and an apology and, a, and away you go. So yeah, I'm going to say yes guy to that. How about you?
0: Yeah, I think it's anyone can make a mistake. Everyone deserves a second chance. I think he got carried away for whatever reason And I think if he just comes out right now and says, I made a mistake, and frankly, he's going to have to do it because he's lost so many sponsors, that whole Dubai Super League thing isn't going to happen right now.
3: Yes, guy, no guy. Major League Baseball continues to make a huge mistake.
0: Yes, guy. I think they're totally out of sync with reality, especially with everything that's going on in the world. It is absolutely blindness to not be able to see you're ruining the sport. You're ruining what fans think of your sport.
3: Okay, one more. Squeeze one in.
0: Um, the best move Kyle Dubas did make this year was signing Jack Campbell to a long-term deal.
3: Well, to date, yes, Guy. Uh, however, we don't know the end of the story, and that's always the biggest piece with the Leafs. So we'll see what happens. Plenty of time left, and uh, we'll leave it at that. I want to send along apologies from Steve Ludzik. We talked about him being here at the start of the show, and he couldn't make it, and uh, we hope to have him back with us next week. I want to thank everybody for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed Episode 65 of Yes Guy, and hope you come back next week for Episode 66. Yes, that'll be Route 66. Have a great weekend, everybody, and thanks for stopping by and supporting Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050.